another hot tea with pleasure. I am Hillary in Ontario, Canada, and we are not live. Hi, <laughs> I'm Teresa in the beautiful island of Barbados, and we are not live. Not live. We're recording tonight. We're recording tonight because it is Thanksgiving in the lovely uh, country of Canada. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm enjoying some meals. So uh, unfortunately, yeah, we cannot be live today, but we will be back live next Saturday uh, on YouTube, 8 Eastern Standard Time. Um, remember to comment, like, and subscribe. Take it from there, Teresa. Welcome, welcome again. It's me, Teresa. Beautiful island of Barbados. Thank you, Hillary. And she's out there enjoying her turkey and her what else comes with wine. Given. <laughs> yeah, we know you don't forget the wine. Yep, that's right. So think about wine. My wine and about um my wine and about we're in Jamon season. And if you know what Jamones are, I I call Jamones or Bajan grapes. Jamones are very dark and um, for very it's a very dark purple. Again, my tongue tongue tell you there. It's okay? a dark, dark <laughs> purple grape like fruit. It has a kind of tanginess to it, but when you get them really ripe, it's very sweet. And we on island make Jamon drink, a non-alcoholic drink, or you can make Jamon wine. And we have a lot of persons that make Jamon wine well. A lot of persons that make use of our local fruits. And our local fruits are really good, really tasty. So whenever you visit Barbados, make sure you try our local fruits. So that's my wine about. Jamon's are in season. What's your wine about, Hillary? Well, I'm whining about a season, all right. It's called winter. <laughs> and it is about to hit us in a couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah, our first uh, around uh, Thanksgiving, we normally get like um, a, a small snowfall, and then oh. it goes tapers away, and then it comes back, and that's it's basically the beginning of, of winter for us. Uh, I mean, it goes it's fall technically it's fall, but sounds so sad. <laughs> I love fall because I love to wear my boots. <laughs> but I'm not a uh, I'm not a I, I I think I had enough with the cold I'm good I think mm. I had enough for the rest of my life mm -hmm. I was raised in a small town and uh, that place was really really cold <laughs> was this is where I live right now it's cold as well because I'm in a snow belt but um, nothing compared to where I was raised um, mm. So I'm whining about, see, uh, Canadians, know what we do? Canadians whine about the summer, when it's summer, and the winter, when it's winter. <laughs> can't, you can't please us. So oh, y'all just want to leave. <laughs> and I'm tired, so have a, have a long day. But anyways, uh, okay. let's get to it. Remember to watch us, check us out on our social media uh, platforms, Instagram, watch us on previous shows right here on YouTube. And listen to the podcast on RSS, also on TikTok. Like, subscribe, and leave your comments. Come and join us and lubricate your life. Um, Teresa, oh, you want me to do a disclaimer? Or are you gonna do it? You're whining about. Okay. You finished? Oh, yeah, I finished. It's not oh, gonna okay, change. Yeah. Go on. You can do it this. <laughs> uh, disclaimer: <laughs> The information here is researched for various sites online and can be shared for you to verify discussion. Uh, some of my comments are going to be a little bit personal tonight because, yeah. <laughs> so, welcome to Hot Tea with Pleasures, where we keep it raw and real. Uh, cancer Awareness uh, Month is upon us, and there are many types of cancers out there that we're aware of. And we're going to go through a couple of them tonight, as well as talk about the story behind the actual, um, the actual uh, ribbon and how that whole uh, campaign started. I am an activist, so I'm going to start here first, and then we're going to talk about the cancer after. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the real story about uh, the pink red ribbon 
Charlotte uh, Hay, who had battle um, breast cancer. She introduced the concept of the peach colored breast co uh, cancer awareness ribbon that was in 1990s. I think it was 1992. Uh, she was 60 years old and began the peach ribbon by handing them around her home, hanging them around her home. Um, she did it by hand from her house. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it was done um, for her daughter, her sister, her grandmother. They all had breast cancer. And so she distributed thousands of ribbons at supermarkets with cards that read, the National Cancer Institute annual budget is $1.8 billion. Only 5% goes to cancer prevention. So it helped wake up, uh, wake up uh, legislatives around America by, you know, by wearing this ribbon. That's basically what the, the campaign, her campaign was about. So she was an activist. As the word spread, the executives from Estee Lauder and Self uh, Magazine asked her permission to use the ribbon because they saw it as a way of making money. Um, Haley refused, saying can, uh, companies were too commercial, but Self Magazine really wanted to have her ribbon so the magazine consulted its lawyers and was advised to come up with another color they chose pink a color that focus um the focus group is soon has said to smooth uh, is soothing and comforting and healing it's far cry from what breast cancer is okay so as um soon as charlotte's grassroots rib, uh, peach ribbon uh, was history and her original idea became the the pink ribbon that has now uh, has come to be known as worldwide as a symbol of breast cancer. Um, the movement is much bigger than October, and it isn't only about finding a cure or getting a mammogram or raising money. It's about the prevention, education, and guaranteed treatment for everyone, women, men, rich or poor. So uh, it's a crusade that should unite all of us at every level that pink ribbon after all just the the pretty tie that sits on top of the box in which uh you know was a gift of life has been wrapped and when the hope and cure has been awaiting to be released and become the perfect gift for us all to know um, about cancer all so well so that is the, the true story of what really happened uh, to the pink ribbon, the peach ribbon. And we thank uh, Ms. Haley for uh, coming up with that concept and trying to address an issue at the uh, at the heel where it starts was the education piece behind it. Unfortunately, it's been commercialized to death. <laughs> a lot of people wear it as a symbol but don't even know why they're wearing it or um, they see it as a trend or something to do. If you're going to wear something, at least know the history of it and know what it's about. So we're going to talk a little bit about the cancers that are out there and what you can do to support someone that's uh, going through such a hard time in their life and trying so hard to be strong. Go, Teresa. Okay, thank you, Hillary, for that. And we do encourage you to go and do some research on the history of the peach ribbon and history about different cancers that we're going to speak to you about at the moment. So first off is in January. In January, the Cancer Awareness Month is cervical cancer. This is for in January. So as soon as the year starts, ladies, go and get tested. And this is what we can do to have that calendar to say, well, this is for this month, and you can do it with different ailments that we, or comical diseases that they call them, that will plague us, or, you know, within our livelihood, we can go and use that as a schedule. This is for this, let us go and get this checked, and so on. So January is cervical cancer month, February is national, I think we lost Hillary, February is National Cancer Prevention Month for, right, so that's when they would discuss different um, preventions or different research that they're going, 
that they see, they see can help. They also have the gallbladder and the build-up cancer awareness month. Also for March, we have the collateral cancer awareness month, kidney cancer, multiple myeloma awareness month that's for March. April, we have the esophageal cancer, head and neck cancer, and testicular cancer. Now, men, we know men, especially men. We plea with you to go and get tested. Ladies, encourage your man, encourage your husband, encourage your dads, your brothers to go and get tested, the nephews, the uncles, to go and get tested. When you see April, you decide, hey, this is April, this is Easter. Easter is the only thing we celebrate in. Let's go and celebrate the test to be tested for testicular scans. And we know men do not like to go to doctors, so we are encouraging you men to go and get tested. Then you go on to May. May is National Cancer Research Month. So all the fun keep it warm, real, I tell you. <laughs> We see you that can in and out. Yeah. Um, all the research. May is the month that we do a lot, that a lot of research, not we, a lot of research is done for cancer. There been new, a lot of different tests, a lot of um, studies been going on. That happens mainly in May. Bladder cancer is also in May. So you have the bladder, the brain, melanoma, and Skin Cancer Awareness Month is in May. Heading that is research. So research month for cancer is in May as well. June, middle of the year, is National Cancer Survivor Month. So those persons that you know that have been through cancer, survive, and fighting and supporting others that have been on that same journey, June is the month that you celebrate, that you applaud them, you encourage them, you look back and say, yes, we have done this, we have passed the worst, we have survived, we are survivors. That's the month that is set aside for National Cancer Survivor Month. Then we move on down to July. You want to take it from there, Hillary? From July. Yeah. Circum and bone cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually had um, a density, bone density uh, test done recently. Uh, that was interesting. <laughs> uh, oh. So, you know, take your calcium, uh, ladies. Uh, I want to go back, actually, before we go there, I want to go back to uh, cervical cancer in January. January. Um, yeah. A lot of women of color. Uh, are not cared for sometimes in uh, in the health industry when it comes to that part, um, having heavy periods and not being told as to what it is. We in the uh, Mediterranean area, as well as the black culture, um, do have um, endometriosis as part of our lives. Many Mm -hmm. women, and fibroids, um, many women on those from that sector are, or ethnicity, or cultural, um, and whether it be ancestral or immediate or direct, um, have that as their as an issue or part of their gene. Uh, we in the black community tend to have to deal a lot with uh, fibroids and endometriosis. And it is sometimes misdiagnosed for women of color. It's getting better, but a lot of people, um, a lot of medical staff do uh, misdiagnose these women of color. And it's always, it can be say, oh, you just have a, a heavy period or, you know, oh, it's bad cramping or something along that lines or or they'll remove the fibroids and continuously do that over the years without addressing the fact that it could possibly be uh, individual. Malignant tumor, they say. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, 
for women of color, I'm going to say to you, um, go get checked. Ask yep. for that particular testing to be done to find out. It's a simple um, biopsy. It really is. Uh, to find out whether or not you have that because that can lead to cesarean, cesarean uh, cancer, cervical cancer, mm -hmm. sorry. Yes, so, and... Yeah, and um, for those who have had the cervix removed, also be very mm -hmm. careful and, and mindful of keeping your, um, oh God, what what is what am I looking for? Uterus, what's the other part? <laughs> cervical. Who? Yeah, cervical. No, the uterus, cervical. Have, I'm having a brain a brain block. <laughs> What's the other part of the of the, of the female uh, body? Oh my lord! Fallopian tube. Ovaries. Be very careful <laughs> of keeping your ovaries. Ovarian cancer, no. Yes, yes. because um, that could be become an issue. So, uh, just get that area check. Really, you know, once a year, go get your pap. Even if you have your uterus removed and mm. you still have your ovaries, you should still have some kind of checking going on because now you even heighten the risk for um, ovarian cancer. Okay. Back okay. to where we were. September, Child Cancer Awareness Month, leukemia, uh, lipioma, I can't even say that word, uh, ovari ovarian cancer, then prostate right. cancer, uh, men of color, hello. <laughs> mm -hmm. I will speak directly that's, to y'all. Let's push our men. Just keep pushing our men. I, I I tell you, I will say, I will say, I will say because I don't know what's going on, hmm. but the culture before, needs to go before, is to get your fingers. <laughs> before they used to use the fingers. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. No, it's a simple blood test. Yes, it's a simple blood test. I'm just, I'm just playing with you all because most of, most of them think that <laughs> most of them think that it's still the finger uh, thing and they, it's uncomfortable for them or they, you know, feel demasculated. So um, mm -hmm. go and get it tested. It's a simple blood test now and it's better to know than not to know. I know our community has a history with the medical community, as well as with the um, with the systematic systemic um, mm -hmm. system. But and I know there's a lot of there's a lot of history and culture and conditioning and just passed down through the the generation stories, generational stories. Things have changed. They really, 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 really have. And I get it and I understand mm -hmm. that it's just this, this folktale that's been continuously told. Go get your uh, prostate check because that could cost you your life. And uh, it's a very hard life, especially with prostate cancer. Thyroid cancer, same thing. And then um, um, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> Really? Urine? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> then breast cancer awareness month, you know. And Barbados just finished there. I just want people to realize it's not about going out there and, and putting on pink and doing all these mm -hmm. different commercialized and funding capitalistic money. <laughs> Uh, a trending, put it on IG and take yourself out of it. <laughs> you don't need to be important in that moment and realize it's a bigger, bigger issue and the suffering that goes on behind that yeah. is so much and they have men and women, women and men persons, them, they, that deal with an issue that is so painful and can shorten people's lives. It is 
there's a lot of mental health that comes with that uh, depression anxiety so much that comes with that we have to educate ourselves around that and not just put on pink if you're going to put on pink know why you're putting it on and know the history of it and why it was started it was started based on advocacy not on commercialization of a product so I get it and I understand that we're trying to raise money but by now that money should have gone somewhere right <laughs> it's been billions of dollars billions of dollars billions of dollars so I I support it but I want you to also educate yourself it's the same thing I say and I'm gonna go off script right now and Teresa's not responsible for what I'm about to say but I'm gonna say it I see people you know going into different cultures and uh, displaying their culture and having fun with it and doing things with it and that's great fine enjoy we're supposed to learn about each other we're supposed to enjoy each other's cultures and embrace them or whatever but know why <laughs> and if you don't understand and you don't know why then why are you doing it learn the history this is how you we deal with discrimination racism and all these other isms is by learning and understanding and so if we learn about cancer and what it, the effects of it and how we can help truly help you know I'm not saying don't give money to support I'm saying if you're going to give money know why and know to what and understand why exactly where it's going don't just go drop money in something or if you're Walmart and say they say oh do you want to give money to breast cancer sure no find out know the, the the organizations know why where the money's going know what's happening to people that have cancer understand the disease huh there should be reports issued mm -hmm. the same way when you do go and pay money to do a raffle there are reports there are know, reports issued but how issue, do we know right how we know what's, what's have those up? reports Which issued one? publicly or within the same place where they had they, the donations, right they, they're, they're publicly because you can go on their website and you can see right, that's what I'm everyone is not going to go online and no. look at this so mm -hmm. stick that poster up and say well yeah this is how much was raised from a walmart or from a this market or this pharmacy and this is what the money is going into to do this it's on their websites and stuff like that but and and, and they do have advertisement inside mm -hmm. of the stores that would tell you what's what but really? the point is is for us to do the work not the organizations because i'm not going to expect organizations to do work their their whole system is based on productivity they don't i don't want to say they don't care but mm. <laughs> okay but it's, clear. It's, it's not the same reason it's not my responsibility to teach every person that's outside of my cultures about them it is their responsibility to learn not mine to teach right so you and yourself should want to know you should want to educate mm -hmm. yourself because I'm pretty sure you do know some person that's either have it or been touched by cancer it's too big of a disease not to know right so why not want to know no <laughs> you know uh, so anyways I mean you don't go you, and this is the thing people will go and spend a whole bunch of time researching a car to go buy a car <laughs> right or a whole bunch of time researching stuff on on instagram or 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 youtube or even for clothing or for yeah. amazon or whatever even for a house which color what would you want to put what color you want to put on the wall all that right what does the color mean yeah but you would take two seconds it. to go find out what why that ribbon was up with that ribbon where's that money going where am i putting that money Yes, I think they, they, yeah. we should encourage everyone to go find out. Yeah, Money go find spent. out. So October is also Liver Cancer Awareness out. Month as well. Uh, that's a harsh one. That's a very harsh uh, cancer. Uh, man, my father, I think my father is how my father uh, passed. Um, no, he kidney, sorry. He was kidney. Um, what is that called? Carcinia? So, carcinoid, yeah. Who? Carcinoid. Carcinoid. 
Yeah, I gotta watch. I have I have a speech impediment, people. I'm sorry, so sometimes I can't say certain <laughs> words. Uh, uh, can't. What am I saying? Sorry, I'm not sorry. It's part of who I am. Uh, <laughs> Cassinoid, um Cancer Awareness Month. Gastric um, Cancer Awareness Month is November as well, and Lung Cancer, another harsh one, Awareness Month. Uh, Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. Those are November. There's nothing for December. No, I guess they got it. Sorry, August and December is out. I was gonna say something. Yeah, August and December is out. So interesting. Yeah, you own the town. Interesting. <laughs> very strategic, by the way. August and September, the two biggest months in marketing. Okay, got it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna go in and out. We're gonna uh, take a pause here, and we'll be right back with some more hot tea with Fletcher. Remember to like. Comment and subscribe. We are on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and RSS. You can listen to us on any platform that you listen to your podcasts on. And we'll be right back with some more hot tea with some pleasures. and Barbados. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. And it is Cancer Awareness Month. Breast cancer. <laughs> I got. I also got to say liver cancer too, so <laughs> there mm -hmm. we go. Yeah, go on, Teresa. Okay, we had the different types of cancers in the different months that we, I want to say maybe celebrate that we pay more attention that particular type of cancer. So now we are going to go to our next segment with things to do if you know or think someone has cancer. So mm -hmm. first thing you should do, like we said before, seek medical knowledge. Your local GP or your local clinic, you go there and you find out more on the type of cancer that the individual may have and first to be tested. So that's the first thing for more. Get it out of your mind that you think the person has, you think you might have have cancer, be tested, know for sure what is going on within your body. And when that information comes back, then you can act from there. Next one is having a support system for that individual. If it's for you, someone in your family, you personally, you know, you don't have that sit down and you talk about it and you see how best you can go around seeking that help that you need, what are the places you could go to to find out more information. If it's literature, don't just post stuff online because some of the stories that are posted online can be a bit tricky. So it's best to seek that information from your local GP. But so that you, you, you got to be careful too when it comes to help. Um, offer practical help, but let the person tell you they want help first. And, and the reason why I'm saying that is keeping the power with the person going through uh, that particular uh, illness. So let them tell you what kind of help they need and what kind of support they want and how they want you to support them. And if you see a person not reaching out for help and you see their pattern changing where 
now you can actually sense some type of depression happening that's when you can step in and offer the help without them having to ask okay um some of the signs and symptoms of the cancer well i want to finish more Which... about what else you can do to help so some other things you can do is just mm -hmm. listen uh, people just want to air sometimes they don't want to hear you talk they just want to hear an ear um, pick up medication if they uh, are on meds you can offer to pick up their meds for them so they don't have to travel um, remember the caregiver uh, there's a lot of people that come into the home or if, if it's that at that level or even assisting so remember to uh, be aware of whether or not they have a caregiver and one of the other things too is I find that people are in that know that they have it they are in denial they don't want to talk about it mm -hmm. so having those conversations you know about other things that they can do or encouraging them to go out they might not be able to go for long walks but short walks and you know a change of environment is good yeah respect their boundaries and you have to be very respectful of a person's boundaries let them tell you how they want to be helped. Let them tell them tell you how they want you involved in their lives. And the simplest thing, and, and that's what Haley, Miss Haley was doing, send a card. You know, just let them know what you're thinking about them and help. I, I know one of the most tiring things you can do around the house is probably laundry or sweeping or something like that. So help out with the chore. Those are some of the things that you can probably help, uh, do. But at the end of the day, always respect a person's boundaries and let them tell you how they want you to help them okay. um, <laughs> ways you can detect the cancer yeah uh, blood test <clears throat> blood test is one of the most common ways that you can use to detect cancer whether it's liver whether it's prostate whether it's testicular whether it's lymphoma the blood test is the most positive reading of detecting cancer. Some of the, any more of the things you want to discuss there and how to communicate the person before we go on to the piece of the, the symptoms, the signs and symptoms? No, that, that's, that's, that's basically, at the end of the day, it has to do with boundaries and respecting other people's boundaries and and letting them tell you how you can help and, and when they say I don't need help mm -hmm. I'll respect that as well and and when yeah. you see it getting to a point where they're in danger you can actually step in right so okay. let people tell you what they need so the some of the signs and symptoms are the change in bowel or bladder habits sorry one more thing before you go because <laughs> just, it just crossed my mind if a person says to you they don't need any help, don't get offended. Don't take it personally, okay? Q-tip it. Uh, quit taking it personally. It's just whatever. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. So mm -hmm. don't take it personally because if they come back a couple of weeks later, or even days or hours or months later and say, I do need help, do not get all twisty up in your pants and be like, well, I when I came to you, offer you help, you didn't want any. <laughs> you so know, offer. Yeah, that's when they're asking you now for help. Give the help if you can. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> having news like that broken to you, mm -hmm. it can affect you mentally as of well. That person is still trying to process yeah. what is going on. You know, especially if the person is the one that was always active. Yes. And then no, it slows them down. Independence, that, right? That can, yeah, mm -hmm. that can take a toll on them as well and affect them mentally. You can also have depression um, at that state as well. So, like you said, let the person come to you if they want your support. And if they don't need your support at that time, if they reject you at that time, you know, just sit back, let them do their thing. And, you know, eventually, once they get accustomed to, so what's going on? They're not get accustomed to what. Not accustomed, but they, 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 they accept. They, they accept what is going yeah. on. After that, they will be more open for conversation. Mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. So some of the signs, the change in bowels and bladder habits. This is 
one of the main things that you get to notice because whatever is going on inside your body, your waist will you will pick it up from your waist. So that's one of the other ways you can test for um, cancers as well. Now, other ailments inside your body, the change in your bowel and bladder habits. So that's one of the signs you can look for. Um, a sore that does not heal. Some people may see this and think, well, okay, I'm that better, and it's going to be a, a slow, a slow healing process. But sometimes it can be a bit more, so that's why we encourage you to go to your local doctor, your GP, and get tested to know for sure what is going on and how serious or what type of cancer it is. It may not be cancer, but it again, it is best to get that medical um, advice on what the what is going on to sore and in terms of the healing process. Um, unusual bleeding or discharge. That is another one. Um, some can of them you want to- Can I tell you a quick story about that? Can I tell you a quick story about that? Yes, tell us your story. <laughs> so- I, I got a, uh, you know, I had a juicer before, but I, I got a new one and I was like, you had a... Try a juicer. Oh, Dude, yeah. Okay. So I, I, I got a new juicer. So I, I was like, oh, I want to try this out. So I, I wanted to make use? beet juice with, mm -hmm. uh, with carrots and cinnamon and ginger. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. I made it. It tastes amazing. So mm -hmm. good. I drank so much of it. Drank, drank, drank. The next day, I went to the restroom, urinated, and I got up and I was like, oh my God, it's so much blood. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, there's blood in my pee. It's like so much. And I was like, I was like this close. I was this close to call my doctor and uh -huh. say that there's so much pee in my urine and I have problems and Girl, it was just the beet juice. <laughs> because Hillary's not afraid to go to her doctor. Yeah, yeah, right? I'm, no, I'm not afraid to go to my doctor. I go to my doctor all the time. Yeah, anyways, go on. Yeah, so... Do you want to go through? Yeah, some, some, some vegetables. I don't know if Jamun gives you that effect, but I know beets does. I had that scare already mm -hmm. with beets. Yeah, beets. Yeah, that's why I had the beet juice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does it happen when you, when you have a lot of those green smoothies too? Can you, can you imagine? I think Hillary is having an intruder. Oh, yeah, I'm having some technical background people. So. <laughs> okay, one second. Can you continue talking, Teresa? Good. So I'm not sure if it happens when you have a lot of green leafy vegetables. Wrong rail. You get. <laughs> If you intend to get that same effect, however, yeah, someone in the audience can try and let us know. <laughs> hey, I, I, I had other work. other colors happen huh? before. I had other colors happen before. It wasn't juice though. Okay, chicken <laughs> or chicken <laughs> or loving the breast or elsewhere. Oh, That's God. another sign. I know when I was a teenager, I had an experience of finding a lump in my breast. I have and, one, and I have one right now. I I took no took thought nothing of it because you know you're yeah. young and you're growing and all that. Year oh, but I went to the doctor and I had to end up having it removed. It yeah. was what they say benign. It was not malignant. It was benign, yeah. and that was that. So I think yeah. I was about, I was a teenager. I can't remember what age. What was yeah. teen? Well, I've had mine now for, I've had mine now since 1993, I've had it, mm -hmm. and it grew to the point of a, a queen, uh, 25 cents, uh -huh. and it ha I stopped, so uh, that's why they could, they, they looked at it, looked at it, looked at it. And then right before the pandemic, they said it's benign and they left it there. Um, it does, it does cause me some pain and discomfort sometimes, yeah. but mm -hmm. they just, every six months I get a, a mimogram every okay. six months. So I, 
I, I, I'm actually about to get another one uh, soon within the next couple of weeks. I'll have my, because I haven't had any during the pandemic because, you know, the hospitals were cramped with, with the COVID um, cases. So, and... I, yeah, I wasn't able to get one. So my doctor just ordered my, um, mm -hmm. my mammogram. And here, and here in Canada, this one of about Canada, when you turn 50 years old, uh, there is a program that you have a free mammogram. So everyone is, is mm -hmm. has access to that. And that's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. For me, I like the the test that we do have the mammogram test here. Mm -hmm. Also, the self-test is encouraged. Do, do this, you know do who, this who does the best self-test? Your man. <laughs> I'm still serious. Mm -hmm. So who knows your breast better than, than you? Then actually, your spouse probably knows your breast. They work it more than you sometimes. Yeah, so. he works. He, he or she works yeah. it more than you do so they would know whether or not there's a change in your breast uh, size as well as feeling so get your your spouse or significant other to mm -hmm. enjoy the feel we spoke we mentioned earlier well, one of the signs that you can that you one of the signs of, of the cancer was mm -hmm. unusual bleeding or discharge yep. unusual bleeding or discharge is not only penal or vaginal no it can also be breast yeah so don't forget that it's all it can also be breast so don't let us overlook that and all for ladies and men always do that self-test self-breast test to yeah. check yourself monthly it's a good practice so when you're there feeling and feeling all nice make sure you check those breasts Oh, and next one is thickening of lump in the breast or elsewhere. You see, we are on the right track. Thickening a lump of us elsewhere. A lot of times when we, well, not a lot. Sometimes when we find that lump in our breast, it can be benign. And once left there, like most doctors will tell you, once left there, you have to keep those frequent checks to make sure it is still benign and it doesn't turn to malignant. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the, at least for me, it was just a fatty deposit. The lump was just a fatty deposit. So I had to keep up with frequent checks after that, at that age. And so far, everything has been good. Um, another one is in indigestion of or difficulty swallowing mm -hmm. and i think this is where the thyroid the thyroid cancer comes in mm -hmm. where yeah when you have this difficulty you can check for thyroid cancer but again going to your doctor letting them know your issue where it hurts where the discomfort is they will decide oh, it was a fly it's like it came in my ear. It's like what the heck? I heard this thing yeah, buzzing. Yeah. You saw me look around, right? And then all of a sudden, a baby or a wasp? No, it was a fly. It was so loud. And I and, and, and the last thing you had this, it was a wasp. <laughs> no, I uh, I heard it, and I was like, what is that? And then it was in my ear. I was like, okay, maybe I'll get money. You know what they say about flies? They give you money. They give you coins. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Never heard that one, Hillary. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> That's your story. Um, obvious change in a wart or mole. Yes. Mm -hmm. This one. That goes, one. You gotta be very careful. Like, with. And with the sore that does not heal. Not only that, too. A, a new mm -hmm. one that just develops over time. Uh, you gotta. You know. You should, especially if there's one that's extremely big or. Um, protruding those not the mm -hmm. flat ones it tends to be more at the protruding ones that look more like a wart but is also a mole um, mm -hmm. more moles appearing as well uh, you mm -hmm. might want to go get uh, some some testing to see if it's can, uh, skin cancer um, yeah if anything comes more than this one <laughs> more, more than this one Hillary <laughs> something else <laughs> Um, you know, it's so funny. I have a connector, eh? It's so funny. <laughs> it's any, anybody want to add to add to add to the list that you would have found? 
Um, the medicine coughing or hoarseness. Um, mm -hmm. You got to be careful with that as well, uh, especially our shortness of breath all the time. Um, that could be lung cancer. Mm -hmm. So you got to yeah, watch out for that. Exactly. But, you know, I, I always promote vitamins. Vitamins are really essential and important to health. And if you don't want to do uh, supplements, you can eat some fruit <laughs> and some There vegetables. you go. That's that's more me. Yeah. <laughs> that's more me. I like to get <laughs> eat my some vitamins fruit. and minerals. Yeah, more some spinach. Spinach is really good. Full of iron. Um, Mind you, you talk about spinach. And calcium. I was Spinach given, calcium's in spinach as well. Huh? I was given, I was given this drink, cucumber, ginger, and spinach. I will drink anything, any color, vegetable-wise, fruit-wise. Mm But when it's green, I'm a bit hesitant. hmm Why? It tastes so good. <laughs> when it's green, I'm a bit hesitant. Kale. Oh, I I have put a family kale in member everything. that put kale and lettuce and I put cucumber. kale on It tastes everything. like a green drink. I Mm put -mm. kale in my in my in my smoothies. I put kale in my salad. I put it in my food. I love kale. Mm -hmm. I even I know do you do kale chips, Teresa? No. Try it. Well, I mean in the bag is what you all call crisps, or are you talking about So take, okay, so try this recipe, everybody. Okay, Teresa, you can try this recipe, everybody okay? try that recipe and Okay, raise here it goes. in pen, get your paper, <laughs> and <laughs> so get kale. I, I take a bag and you put it in a bowl. Add some sea salt or pink salt or gray salt. Not much, just a little bit. Himalayan salt means Yep, the pink. Yeah. a, a little bit of black pepper just for, you know. Add some... Um, olive oil, it's a spoonful, Mm -hmm. is enough. Hillary, did you see your fly over here? <laughs> Add some olive oil and then some oregano or uh, parsley. <laughs> I, I go with oregano or even some thyme or something. Are you frying these things? Wait, mix it all up, use your hand. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then lay it out on a flat uh, cookie sheet and put it in the oven uh, for And then bake it. Keep an eye on it because it's pretty quickly, pretty fast. Take it out. Let it um, cool for a, a little bit. You can have it warm if you want to or hot. And there's your uh, Do you uh, have kale a chips. ice cream Kale chips. or sorbet, anything like that? No. Kale chips. <laughs> that's, my, that's my treat. So it's just It's the so good. I'm going material to tell you right now. Everyone's going to scream and then their faces bake and whatever. it. When you Okay. taste this, at first you'll be like, oh, ew, whatever, it's bitter. And then you'll be like, mm, I want more. Yeah, for it, <laughs> a taste for it. Okay. you'll crave it. It's so good. It's like having burnt. I don't think nothing can taste worse than neem. You ever had something burnt and you're like, I hate it, but I love it at the same time? That's kale chips. It's so good. It's addictive. You're going to sit there and eat the whole thing. I'm telling you facts. Okay. So there you have it, <laughs> people. Kale chips. Kale chips. They're so good. Make it yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, I have one university lecturer. Uh-huh. He did a research on cancer, and with his his at his lecture, he mentioned, well, everyone is different. First thing, where you live, the environment that you live in, your your cancer can be a contribution of the environment that you live in. You know, some people that live near places that does a lot that like a, a industry area, Mm the -hmm. different Industrial, uh, yeah. fumes. fumes and stuff can cause certain types of cancers. Asbestos was one. I think there was a movie out, a true story years ago about asbestos that was being cleared and prisoners went to clear this asbestos. They weren't in their proper attire and they ended up having a lot of lung cancer and skin cancer from this. But it's, I can't remember the name of the movie, maybe. I can get it for our social market and drop it in the in the the script so that you guys can check it out. And Yeah. There's a lot of of, in of the lecture, places, yeah. in the lecture, 
he had mentioned that where if you have any type of cancer, the best foods, fruits and vegetables for you to have are bright colored fruits and vegetables. Bright colored fruits and vegetables are good, good ones for you to have. Sweet potato especially. Ones that are local yeah. because you are within that environment and the fruits and vegetables will be in that same environment. So those fruits and vegetables will be good for you to have, for you to have the bright colored ones. So here we have or dunks or five fingers or jamoons where hillary you might have the what fruits do you have over there your apples your melons yeah, but the sweet potato the yellow sweet, the, the orange sweet potato is very good for not only for cancer but yeah, also that's, for, that's bright colored ones yeah yeah and for um for yeah I candy mean, that's what they call them I, another thing reason that uh your environment does affect uh you and your access to health is living in an environment where um, economy, economic issues and, and poverty is, um, and access to quality food is, is an issue. So um, people in those neighborhoods tend to have a higher level of cancer. Um, yeah, but and but I know you're where you're talking about the stories around um, exposure to, um, oh God, why am I having such a hard time with brain, my brain is like, I am so tired. <laughs> um, their exposure to like x-ray uh, radiation, there we go, to ex exposure to radiation, having uh, those type of factories in the, close to a lot of different um, communities does cause a mm -hmm. lot of uh, cancer in those uh, communities. Get into the water system as well. There were multiple cases in Michigan, for example, uh, where a complete town was uh, had a very high level of cancer cases, so yeah, those are some of the some of the things your environment can do in regards to that, and then also to uh, stress. Stress is a stress is a a killer. I mean, stress can get you. Stress brings on everything, every single every ailment that you can think of on this Yeah, stress brings on. If you want to lose weight quickly, stress. You know what I what I call stress? <laughs> I you know back in the day you had Jerry Curl. I call it the activator. <laughs> <laughs> I call I call stress the activator. Everything fine and dry, and as soon as stress come up you put it on and bloom, there it is everything comes up you know i'm telling the truth you want your hair to fall out stress <laughs> everything you want to change color stress mm, what i mean change color color, change oh, color. You change color okay well that's we have come to the end of our show mm -hmm. We thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. This is you got anything going on, Teresa, in Barbados? Just studies. Studying. Just yeah, studies. Yeah, yeah. Or well, studies. I'll be school too. Putting a lot of different things in place for the products. Mm -hmm. you know, th things are changing. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of things that are going on with me and trying to get things in the right place. Good. I had an issue with my hands that's recovering. At least one hand is much better. It can move it, can it make my third. Good for you. Mine is not. Mine is permanent damage. <laughs> no, I don't want mine to be permanent damage. Not in a few. I'm trying so hard to accept this uh, disability. I, I, it's, it, it's there. It ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. But, anyways, um, you know, my book's yep. coming out in December. Fingers crossed, yeah. I am okay with the release of it. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I, I'm i not nervous or anything like that. It's just that I want it to make sure that it's my words and saying what I want to say. And if you're offended, then it's probably true. <laughs> no, I just, I you know, one thing I'll, I'll say is that we tend to look at where we are in life and not accept certain things so i'm about to blow something up right now the 
diet industry. <laughs> that industry relies on us being ill, mind, and um, not happy with ourselves. And it, it takes the mental health piece of it and turns it into a commercial and tells you that food is your problem. And so people are focused on food and they're focused on the accessory of food and not what the real root is. And so I hope that my story, uh, people are able to see how when you find acceptance in your life, food becomes delicious, <laughs> enjoyable, smart, and not a problem. <laughs> Because food is not the problem, it will always exist. It is how you see it and what you're using it as or not using it as, thinking that um, if you don't eat, that it will be fine. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, I uh, went through a lot of self-acceptance, self-worth, self-love, self-care to finish this book. I'm extremely happy with what I came up with. I just hope people get the message that once you accept who you are and love all your flaws, all of them, that you will be completely satisfied. Is that a reading from part of your book or you want to do a reading from part of your book? Uh, no, I already did that. Remember? Okay. You can check out my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much followers on Instagram because I really don't do Instagram well. Um, sorry, people. I see that they I, they have me verified yeah. and all that stuff, but eh. <laughs> um, I use it as a bulletin for people that are suffering from domestic violence or in hiding. Uh, I put up like a little motion, motivational things for them, or I, um, you know, or I put our or podcast stuff up. That's why I normally use it for. I don't really, I'm not, people send me Instagram stuff and, and videos and stuff. I don't, I don't watch them. <laughs> I okay, might, well. if it's advocacy, I'm definitely going to watch it. But if it's not advocacy, I might turn it on. I don't know. But anyways, um, yes, yes. So remember to <laughs> like, subscribe, comment. And uh, follow us on YouTube. We will be back live next Saturday. Sorry, no, the following Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday. Sorry. And um, hopefully we'll be on a new platform and you can see us in a different view. Uh, if everything works works out well and we don't have any technical issues, it's going to be technical issues because it's going to be new to us. Okay. So, Teresa, it's always lovely to see you. Remember to check us out on RSS as well. You can, you can listen to any platform. You have a good hot time in uh, Barbados. I am going to enjoy this heat for now, but because in a couple of weeks, yeah. I'll be complaining. I'm sharing it with you. So in a couple of weeks, it'll be chilly. Get those jackets and boots out and fall. I'll do jackets. <laughs> the colors until I see up. snow. I, yeah, I, I don't do jackets until I see snow. When I see snow, I do. Uh, I, I'll it's put fall, a not on. snow yet. Yeah. No? It's fall. I don't, I, I don't wear jackets. I don't wear jackets in fall or winter. Unless it's snowing really, really bad outside. Then I turn on jacket. But anyways, Teresa, okay. you enjoy the rest of your evening or night. I will, and thank you all for viewing. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. See you next Saturday.